with the addition of the 2023 draft class, who ranks in the top 10 of the Sharks prospect pool? All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked On Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now and Inside the Rink. I want to thank you for making Locked On Sharks your first listen. Proudly a part of the Locked On Network, where we cover your team every day. If you want to be an everydayer, all you have to do is follow along wherever you get podcasts, or you can watch this on YouTube as well. And today we're going to be diving into the ranking the top 10 prospects of the Sharks, especially now with the 2023 draft class, uh, kind of seeing where those guys fit in, where guys moved up, where guys moved down. Um, so a couple rules before we get into it. Um, so some of my personal rules for it. So you have to be under 24 um, and you have to play, have played less than 50 NHL games. So a guy like Jacob Peterson, who the Sharks acquired last offseason, um, not eligible because he's played like 70 games already in the NHL. Um, you know, and then some of the other things to keep in mind with me is I, I go for the upside on players, right? So a guy like Henry Thrun, who you know is going to probably going to have a long NHL career, um, He's dinged a little bit because his upside isn't as high as a guy like Shakira Mukmadulin, right? And there's a chance, there's a pretty good chance that Henry Thrun plays way more NHL games than, than Shakira Mukmadulin. But I'm looking at it from a, you know, kind of who can be that, like, that upside, right? That that top tier, top shelf upside. Um, so just a couple of rules to keep in mind as we're going through this ranking, right? So less than 50 NHL games and you have to be under the age of 24 and I'm going for the upside, always going for the upside pick uh, when it comes to ranking these guys, because we don't know with them. So um, there's, there's still, you know, guys like, like I said, guys like Shakir Mukamadulin who have a wide variety of outcomes. I'm going to swing for the wide variety of outcomes compared to like a guy like Henry Thrun, who we know is probably going to be like your third or fourth defenseman on your team. But um, so let's, before we get into um, honorable mentions and all that fun stuff, here was, I did this list last August um, and here was my list. So from 10 to one, number 10 was Gennel Rock. Number nine was Daniel Gushin. Number eight was Phil Beestead. Number seven was Strauss Mann, RIP. Number six was uh, Matthias Havlid. Number five, Ryan Merkley, RIP. Uh, number four, Brandon Coe. Number three, Tristan Robbins. Number two, Thomas Bordalo. And then number one, William Eklund. So that was my list last year um, at august last year kind of going into it so uh we can already see how much the list is going to be different right because ryan merkley and strauss Mann, not even with the organization anymore um guys moving up guys moving down you know the addition of some new guys so uh before we get into the numbers 10 9 and 8 um do want to start with the honorable mentions right so these are the guys who just kind of 
missed the cutoff here of, of guys who um, should be, you know, you could make an argument for him. Um, so number one is Gail LaRock, who was number 10 last year. Um, missing the majority of the season last year really, really hurt. And hopefully he can return to form this year. I expect him to be back in the WHL, especially since he played all, a whole four games with Victoria last year. Um, if he had played and continued to have the expectation that we you know, the season that we expected out of him last year, um, there's a, a really good chance that he could be sniffing around like six or seven in this list um, going into it, but, you know, and potentially playing on the Barracuda this season, but missing basically an entire season. Um, you're hoping that he can return to form and, you know, find the game that he was really starting to build into before, before his hip injury. So um, also Magnus Krona, um so he's probably going to be the number two goalie uh on the barracuda um i still think his upside is you know i think he's going to be has a chance to be a really really a good second uh goalie for a team um i don't know if he can ever be like a star star goalie but um you know i have him actually ranked higher than e2 makanemi just because makanemi is we've seen the flashes but we haven't seen the consistency especially with health uh from makanemi who has not been able to finish the last two seasons so corona takes this he is the the goalie right now for for the sharks uh at least their their best hope right now when it comes to the prospects so um and then Luca Cagnoni just just missed the, he's he's number eleven just missed the the cut. Um, you'll see it's it's with these small defensemen right. It's very much a you're either really great in the NHL or you never make it type of player. And I think the the low risk high reward for him. We saw a lot of flashes in the prospect scrimmage. Um, no, I think Cagnoni, maybe this time next year, we're talking about, wow, what a what a steal Cagnoni was in the draft because he goes back to Portland and has a big season. So um, let's get started, though, with the top 10. So at number 10 um, is Henry Thrun. Um, came in, looked really great for the Sharks last year. And, you know, after signing out of Harvard, um, he... I the thing that dings him right is, is his ceiling. And I, I think he is going to be a fine NHL player. I think he's going to play a lot of NHL games and be a, have a long, long career. It's just with, like I kind of mentioned before, right? Henry Thrun's probably your third or fourth best defenseman on your team. And that's perfectly fine. And what the Sharks paid for him getting, getting a third or fourth threat, a third or fourth defenseman for a third round pick. Um, that's basically you paid a third round pick and he is already going to be playing in the NHL. Um, that is great. Great. Love it. Um, I think he's going to have a, you know, a very good season for the Sharks this year. It's just, um, I don't know if his offensive game is there for the Sharks. And that is something that they're going to, especially if Eric Carlson gets traded, that is something that they're going to be searching for. And Henry Thorne will probably have a chance to do that. I just think it's a lot to ask for him to be that guy, especially um, with kind of his skill set. So, um, but Henry Thorne, I could you see Henry Thorne being like 700, 800, 900 game NHL games played type of player? I certainly could. And that is that, you know, but again, probably more as like a middle pairing defenseman. So nothing to sneeze at. Henry Thorne is going to be a great, great pick for the Sharks. So, all right. And then at number nine, this might be a bit of a shock, but Tristan Robbins. So Robbins was ranked uh, last year at number three. 
down to number nine this year. And this, I think, speaks to more of one, how deep, how much deeper the prospect pool is right now. And two, Robbins had a really kind of up and down season last year, right? Started strong, the middle of the year really kind of struggled. And then the back end of the year kind of found his game, but was pretty quiet with his small, small debut with the Sharks last year. So um, Robbins is going to have, he's going to be the guy, I think, on the Barracuda this year, him and, and Daniel Gushin, um, at least to start the season, right? I think big season for a lot of these 2020 guys to kind of really start to try to put things together for them. So, um, Again, I still think Tristan Robbins can kind of be a, a middle six forward for uh, the the Sharks going forward. But I think it also speaks to the depth and the quality of pieces that the Sharks have added in the past year since my career has taken over um, with some of these other guys who are going to, you know, kind of surpassed him as well. So, and even looking at some of the 2020 draft class guys who I think had maybe a little bit better years for the Barracuda um, or have shown a little bit more, uh, a little bit more consistency. So um, again, nothing against Tristan Robbins. Uh, I think it's more of a, a, a quality of, of players that have been added to the, the prospect pool here. So um, before we continue, we look at, uh, you know, some of the defensemen who start to crack the, uh, line up and some of the other of the 2020 draft class uh, do need to take a quick break uh, and talk to you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. And I know it's just baseball season right now, and but you still get that itch to maybe you know you want to you want to play a little wood um, on a game. That's where FanDuel comes in. You can take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll end $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can bet on. Spend on betting everything from money line to the over under to who do you think is going to win? Get the first home run on app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on FanDuel, uh, America's number one sports book. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. All right. Um, number eight here. So, Matias Havlin. Last year, he was ranked number six. Uh, dropped a little bit, and I think it's because you, it's the injury, right? Missed the first half of the season with an injury, um, but did have a strong second half of the year. So, um, Havla did sh- you, you, you noticed him every time he was on the ice in the prospect scrimmage game as well. I'm going to go back to Linko Ping again. Don't expect, you know, I think another season or two in, in SHL before he comes over to the AHL. Um, but you, you can see, right, that puck moving uh, offensively oriented defenseman in him and still can play defense as well, at least in, you know, um, but I think have what being healthy for a full season here is, is going to be key for him. Um, and he's going to get more opportunities on Linko Ping next year compared to, you know, kind of being that bottom parent. I think he's going to start to kind of move up that their, their prospect or their, their defensive charts here soon. So um, I still like Havlin. I still think he is um, 
got an opportunity to be like that third, you know, kind of that, that second right-handed shot. Um, if you put like Thrun and Havlet together, uh, let's fly as a potential future pairing, uh, for the Sharks. Like that, that, that sounds great to me. So, um, <clears throat> the next guy, um, is Daniel Gushin, who last year was ranked number nine and worked his way up to number seven. So I think Gushin started a little bit slow, but really came on strong at the end um, of the season for the Barracuda and played well with the Sharks as too. Um, he's going to, I think he's going to be the guy for the Barracuda this year to start the season. And he has a potential second line scoring like uh threat for, for the Sharks in the future. Could you see, you know, that that shot is absolutely wicked, but he's been building out the rest of his game. And you see that passing. Um, you see him working on trying to be better in all other assets of the game. And I think another season with the Barracuda and we're going to see him. I would expect him to kind of start the season with the Barracuda and then around the trade deadline. I wouldn't mind if, if he has a good season, giving him a long run at the end of the year with the Sharks to kind of really get his feet wet and get ready for uh, being a full-time NHL or the, the following year. So, um, you know, with Gushin, right, it's, we know it's the shots there. It's, can he, can he, especially being a smaller winger, right? Can he do the other stuff that keeps you in the NHL? And I think we're going to, I think he's, if I had to guess right now, I think he is, or if I had to kind of place wagers, um, I think he will be the, AHL All-Star representative from uh, the Barracuda this year. Uh, I, I just think he's going to have a big, big season this year for the Barracuda. So, number six, Thomas Bordalo. So, Bordalo last year was ranked two behind one William Eklund, down to six. And I could be overreacting from the set bad second half. Maybe I'm I, I'm putting too much stock into the second half of the season mm-hmm. for a lot of these players, but um, looks great in the first half of the season. And then after the All-Star, the break was, even before the All-Star break, just uh, kind of his game fell apart. You know, was not, it was quiet on the Sharks. You know, he he's, until that very last game, which he said was his best game. Um, and again, I think it, it comes down to the the quality as well that have of players that have been added to the Sharks prospect pool as well. So um, with Bordelow, though, I, I still – there's a potential second-line player right there. Um, it's – you know, but I think he needs to work on a lot of the, like, other stuff, right? We know he can be a distributor and creator, um, and when he has the puck on his stick, he can – do a lot of great stuff it's the rest of the game especially if you're going to be a centerman um when you don't have the puck on your stick can you be an active defenseman um you know defender can you i know defense is for nerds but especially as a center you got to kind of help out at least a little bit there right um can you back check can you you know and I think a lot of there might be a little bit of an attitude type of thing of maybe maybe he noticed he was getting passed by some of these other players. And I wonder if he kind of had a little bit of a bad attitude about it at the end of the season. Um, so I, I think as they, he said it, everybody he knows, everybody knows this is a this is kind of the put up shut up year for for Thomas Bordolo as he tries to kind of figure things out. Um, don't be surprised if he starts the season on the Barracuda, um, but then quickly moves to the Sharks, especially if he has a good start to the season for his year. But um, 
that four seat positions open, but I don't know. Thomas Bordelow doesn't feel like a four. I think he needs to be a, a middle six type of player. Um, he two years ago with Bob Bugner, he was a kind of he was that 30 C, but they played him more like a two C with Noah Gregor. Uh, that was kind of you know very, very much insulated. I don't know if you can do that with him as your potential four C type of player. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens with, with Bordelow. I think he is has to be one of those either top six guys or he's just not. Uh, not a contributor for for you. So, um, and then at number five, um, Shakir Mukamadulin. So the defenseman the Sharks acquired in the uh, Timo Meyer trade. Um, really, you know, we, we see the shot, we see everything in the KHL. Um, I think after about the first week or so, the Barracuda really found his footing and was a, a strong contributor for them. Um, still going to need to work on his defensive game a little bit. And I think getting having a full offseason in, you know, in San Jose, you know, you know where you're going to be playing. I think uh, we see a, we continue to see stride, big strides out of not just because he's six foot six, but we continue to see big strides out of Shakir Mukhamadulin uh, this off season or this season, and um, I think playing a majority of the season in the AHL, and then kind of like what we saw with Eklund last year, where he after the trade deadline, um, you can bring him up let him play some NHL games and then be a full-time NHL or the season after um, I, that's kind of been the Mike career recipe, right? Is let these guys continue to over uh, kind of overripe in the, the AHL um, and let him get used to the smaller ice, especially coming from over from the KHL. Um, I know some of the ice sizes are a little funky over there, but just let him get used to the North American game. Um, really, I thought he had a really strong end to the season. Let's see if he can continue that, uh, especially where he's going to kind of be the guy after, you know, Derek Pouliot's been trade or, uh, or signed with Dallas. Um, you know, Knaizev was traded. You're going to have some plenty of, of opportunities to kind of be the number one defenseman on the, the Barracuda this, this, uh, this season. So, and then number four, Philip Beastead. So Beastead last year was ranked number eight and has jumped up to number four with the Sharks uh, this year. And I think you can point to a strong, strong um, season in the SHL, uh, playing third line minutes. I fully expect him to go back next year and be a, you know, and in, in go back to Sweden next year. Um, and then as soon as the SHL season's over, he will be over here in San Jose making his North American debut. Um, but over in the SHL, he's probably going to be either the first or second center over there. He was, by the end of the season, he was a second, the, their 2C. Um, continue to see that development playing against grown men over there. Um, and I, I think, you know, a lot of us were like, we the mia culpa on, on on the pick from you know 2021 or 2022 now um of was this a reach etc cetera, etc cetera. um you had brad lambert there uh philby said is turning out to be a fine player and uh, i think is going to be the long-term sharks to see at some point so um Huge, huge season from B said and i think they're well juniors for a lot of sharks fans seeing him kind of you know um kind of game in game out was really eye-opening for for us and um especially playing against his peers you know or at least people the same age as him so um i i think b said is going to continue to have a, a big season this year we're going to see more and more production from him i mean one that was the rookie of the year the shl last year um 
I expect a, a, a big season out of Beastead and really kind of solidify himself as one of the, the Sharks' top five prospects this year uh, with another another massive season. So uh, before we get into the top three, which I'm sure you guys can all figure out by a matter of, you know, just being Sharks fans, you can figure out. I uh, do want to thank you guys for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. Uh, proudly a part of the Locked on Network where we cover your team every day. And if you want to be an everyday or all you got to do is just come back tomorrow where I'm going to dig into some uh, – if Eric Carlson gets traded, who who is going to run the power play and look at some in-house candidates, look at some guys, free agents, and give the chaos theory, um, which if you've read my article on Inside the Rink, you guys know. Um, but I'm going to dig into that tomorrow, so make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts or you can watch on YouTube as well. All right. Um, the top three. So number three, uh, Quentin Musty, the 2023 uh, first round pick, pick number 26. Um, you could see the whole package, right? The size, the speed, the skill. Show with, stole the show at at the prospect scrimmage. Um, a lot of people had him as a top 15, potentially top 12 pick, and the Sharks got him at 26. Don't be surprised if Quentin Musty is, is hanging around training camp a little bit longer than you expect. And don't be surprised if Quentin Musty is potentially playing some NHL games this year, um, plays his nine games before going back to Sudbury. Uh, I Talking to our friend Max Miller from the Hockey News, um, David Quinn seems to love Musty. Um, I, like I said, I the Sharks have a lot of holes in their in their forward department, and Musty looks like a guy who can really fill a role eventually for the Sharks. So um, he'll, like I said, wouldn't be surprised if he plays some NHL games, but expect him to go back to Sudbury this year and just have a monster, monster season um, for in the OHL. Remember, this was the first overall pick in the OHL at one point uh, the year he was drafted. Um, I think he the Sharks got an absolute steal here, and I think he is a going to. I mean, this the next three prospects are could be your potential first line of the future type of, of thing here. So, um, which would be uh, pretty sweet if you ask me. Um, if if this, these next three guys are your first line of the future, so um, yeah, he's 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 going to be really good. He's going to be really good. Um, the Sharks got it. I think the Sharks got a steal and a lot of teams are going to be kicking themselves. that They didn't pick Quentin Musty uh, a couple years from now. So um, number two, um, William Eklund. So Eklund has been the number one prospect in the Sharks prospect pool for the past two seasons, basically since they drafted him. Um, and this is probably the last time he's going to be in the prospect pool because if going by my rules of playing 50 NHL games, I think he plays a full season in the NHL, and I don't think he goes back to the AHL ever again. So, um, so, but William Eklund, though, I mean, you you saw him really facilitate uh, or really kind of work on the rest of his games. He's all the scoring last year, which had been missing the past couple of years. Um, he's got, you know, you've seen the muscle build. I know he's he's dealing with his shoulder injury, but it's, it sounds like he's going to be skating here soon. Um, going to be, you know finishing up his rehab, going to be ready to go for training camp. Um, you know, he's been working hard to try to build, build the rest, you know, kind of work on his body, continue to work on his body, even though he's, you know, does have the shoulder injury, but sounds like rehab is going great and he should be ready to go for the Sharks. And I think um, he'll be playing a top six role for the Sharks, whether if he's playing on Couture or Hurdle's wing, um, you know, there's, there's, 
definitely some holes uh, holes on, on the Sharks roster right now, but I think he is going to be, I think Ekwon's going to be a future first line player for the Sharks. And I think he's going to be amazing. And I mean, you guys know how much I, how I feel about William Ekwon. I think he's going to be a, a, a total rock all-star for the Sharks. Like um, just, the whole package for them. So, and if he continues to, I think Frame is just continuing to get bigger and stronger, which he will continue to do. Remember, he's twenty. Uh, like he's he's still got plenty of time. So, um, but this this year, I think is he solidifies himself as an NHL player. I think he would have if it was Doug Wilson, he would have been playing last year in the NHL. Um, I think my career just you know trying to kind of be smart with the contract which i understand um and now his contract lines up exactly his elc ends exactly as vlasic's el or vlasic's contract ends so perfect you can just give the vlasic money to william eckland in a couple years so um and number one of course uh will smith so the sharks fourth overall pick in this year's draft uh will smith has you know, it's going the the one C of the future. Um, you're looking at a potential, you know, 80, 90 point player for the Sharks going forward. Yes, he needs to work on his defense. Yes, needs to put on some size. But you see the the package, the skill, the speed, the shooting. Um, that shot he in the prospect scrimmage game where you know I know he didn't really he, he kind of put some pressure on the defense on the 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 player as he was trying to make a breakout fumble the puck and will smith was right there and that shot was that shot's already nhl caliber like will smith has an nhl caliber shot right now so he's gonna be very good guys i know he's not uh you know he's not matt babichkoff but uh will smith is still gonna be really really awesome and we'll see when his timeline is uh, if i think if he has a good season with the um, with Boston College, I could see him signing his ELC after this season and playing NHL games at the end of the year. And then that would basically you his contract would be his contract and Eklund's contract would be one year apart type of thing. Or you let him play and put him and Eklund on the same contract uh, cycle. You could do that as well. Um, so we shall see with with, with Smith. But um, the Sharks got a star out of out of Will Smith. I. I fully believe he's going to be a star for the you know a potential like i said point per game type of player for the sharks going forward and um especially if you have him and musty on the same line and like him musty equin uh you probably the flip-flop uh, i know equin and musty are both left wings but we can figure it out make one of them a right winger it'll be fine we'll figure it out so um and yeah then let that line fly who cares it'll be fun so um yeah so i mean the sharks Again, the prospect pool has gotten so much deeper and better than what we've seen the past couple of years. Um, some of the the under the guys who uh, honorable mentions from last year, who you know, like Ben Gaudreau, Jasper Weatherby, Santari Hadika, like Ozzy Weisblatt was the 2020 first round pick, not even making the list like that. I think that just shows just how much deeper this this prospect pool is you know guy like brandon co who was fourth on the list last year not even in the honorable mentions brandon co season was okay uh, it wasn't what we expected but i think it's just a testament to how much better this prospect pool has gotten over the last year and how much better it's going to continue to get especially when the sharks are probably picking top three next year and um hopefully have an, another first round pick in the devil's pick and maybe some more first round picks uh based on potential trades coming down the pipe so um sharks fans 
just remember the prospect pool when the Sharks have lost like eight of nine in the middle of December. So uh, these are the fun. These are the fun things to talk about uh, to get you through those cold, cold December uh, losses. So, but that's going to be it for me today. Uh, thank you guys again for making Locked On Sharks your first listen. Probably a part of the Locked On Network. Cover your team every day. Um, if you want to be every day, remember shows on Twitter or shows on wherever you get podcasts. Also on YouTube. Thank you guys for making, uh, hitting, helping me get over 2,000 subscribers. So I'm um, going to be doing the giveaway for the Patrick Marlowe banner. So go check out the YouTube channel for more information on how you can be entered in to win yourself a Patrick Marlowe banner. Um, and then also you can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Locked On Sharks. You can find me on Twitter and threads at My Fry Hole. Until tomorrow. Bye, friends.